1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: Good afternoon. And listen to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. How's it going? Beautiful afternoon. Mix the clouds and sun, 65 the high. Clear night low 40. Tomorrow a lot of sun. Some clouds in the afternoon, even a little warmer with a high of 70. We have a lot to do today. Gathering my thoughts, all these papers, conversations to be had, information to be dispensed, and hopefully for the glory of God, otherwise it's all a waste. So, I don't want that. Let me uh, begin, if I could, by just letting you know something fun. Tonight, Ryan Howard, former Phillies first baseman, one of the greatest players they've had in their history during one of their greatest eras in Phillies baseball, is going to be doing something kind of fun tonight. Story time with the Philly Fanatic. Seven o'clock. He's doing a live reading. Uh, Bryce Harper of the Phillies did this last Wednesday if I have my dates correct. And you can check it out by following the uh, Philly Fanatic on Instagram. It's the Philly Fanatic's hero story. Ryan Howard again doing that tonight at 7 o'clock. Also happening tonight, a couple of events. You may have heard of Dr. Charles Stanley and The program In Touch. It's been on WFL for a lot of years. airs weekday mornings at 8.30. And um, Dr. Stanley, for a few weeks now, has been doing a series. It's part of a 15-week series designed to help encourage you during these times we find ourselves in. And uh, if you want to check it out on Facebook, it's available to you beginning at 8 o'clock tonight. I think it's also on YouTube, and this is what... Dr. Charles Stanley has to say about tonight and the series that they're doing. They're difficult times. These are very difficult times. But what I want you to see is that Jesus
3: in your life, when you become aware of his presence in your life, he changes your viewpoint. Because you begin to see everything in light of his presence. That means we're safe. Somehow he'll work
2: the things out according to his great will. If you have ever been Fearful or anxious that it feels like you don't have enough strength to persevere. And Touch says, we are here for you. want to help you press on during these uncertain times and have hand-selected a series of messages called Strength for Today, where Dr. Stanley preaches sermons on God's Word to comfort, strengthen, and encourage you. It's on Facebook every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. And I think tonight is episode 5 out of 15. Just uh, found out about this, so be encouraged to look forward to that, perhaps on a Wednesday evening. Also happening tonight is a special. Um, it's a, it's like a Facebook live event involving Dennis Prager, who we had in the program, I think, last Thursday, and Eric Metaxas, who's part of the Salem family. WFL is a Salem radio station, and our sister station in town, a Conservative News Talk Philadelphia's AM nine ninety, The Answer. Eric is a host on that station. He's written a lot of books. And uh, actually was on the air in this slot prior to me coming in a couple of years ago. Uh, Eric and Dennis Prager are going to be part of a big event tonight. And you can catch that on Facebook as well. It has to do with no safe spaces, which is uh, – and, uh, and, and freedom in general, freedom of speech. And uh, you can check that out tonight at 8 o'clock. I'll get you a little more info on that in a second. And I want to play for you our conversation with Dennis Prager that we had It was really good. It was short, but it was good last Thursday. Uh, Tonight's event is called Not Allowed to Laugh, Free Speech and the Death of Comedy. Uh, Oh, sorry. It's at 7 o'clock tonight, not 8 o'clock. It's a Facebook Live event, and it's from the creators of No Safe Spaces. Eric Taxes hosts it, and uh, both uh, Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla, who are the co-hosts of No Safe Spaces, are going to be part of that. Tonight, you can actually... Be a part of it yourself by following No Safe Spaces on Facebook. You'll remember No Safe Spaces is that political documentary, the top one of ni- uh, 2019, actually, and uh, had the highest rating of any film on RottenTomatoes.com last year, a 99% rate, uh, rating. And it basically talks about how America is a great country, but is under attack, freedom of speech especially, and and freedom in general. And uh, Prager and Corolla travel the country. They interview folks from... Both sides of the political and cultural aisles. And it's a, it's a very interesting documentary. I watched it, took a lot of notes on it in preparation to have a conversation with Dennis Prager last week. Also, Isabella Chow, who was in that film and uh, featured as a third-year student at UC Berkeley and had some really interesting stuff to share. Podcasts, of those are on our site, at WFIL.com. So that's tonight, just so you're not aware. Uh, no, uh, Not allowed to laugh. Free speech and the death of comedy. It's tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern. Again, hosted by Eric Metaxas with the stars of No Safe Spaces, Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager. You can get your No Safe Spaces DVD if you're interested at uh, nosafespaces.com for a limited time. You throw in the code SAVE25, you get 25% off of that. You can't get it at a, at a Amazon Prime or whatchamacallit, Netflix. They won't carry it. Ironically, it is a film about free speech. <laughs> so check that out tonight if you like. And again, if you want to be part of that on Facebook and even submit some questions ahead of time, you can just follow No Safe Spaces on Facebook. Later on this hour, Evangelist Elvita King, who's the Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priests for Life, is going to join us. And Robert Jeffress, uh, who is the uh, Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory, every weekday morning, 9.30 on WFIL, pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas. He'll be joining us, too. He has a new book out. A lot to do, but I did mention, I wanted to play for you some of the uh, Dennis Prager interview. Dennis is a talk show host on our sister station as well. One till three on Philadelphia's AM 990. The answer. Let me play this conversation for you from Dennis Prager as we kick things off today. And uh, this is where we picked
4: up. Uh, your hotline is busy. So I called on this line.
2: Uh, okay. How you doing, sir? Okay. Good. Uh, Tim DeMoss here. We uh, had a chance to cross paths when you were in town for the event in Philadelphia this past fall. And uh, when you were heading out the door, you mentioned you like hockey, so next time you're in town, we'll take you to hockey—a Flyers game. I think it was.
4: I would done... love. I would love that for a lot of reasons. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Where, did you grow? Up, did you grow up playing the sport, or what, did you grow up in a town where where hockey was big?
4: Yeah, I grew up in New York. I was a big Ranger fan. Oh wow! I used to go every every Sunday night. I went to a Rangers game. Fun. But I, I became a Kings fan when I moved out here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Well, Gretzky helped with that too. Uh, when he when he left. Uh,
4: and he played in New York, too. Well, let's chat about... I didn't know that. He, I, didn't, I didn't know he played in New York.
2: Gretzky did. He played for... Um, yeah, he played a year or two in New York. So...
4: How do you like that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a chance to meet him near the end of his career. And, uh, yeah. Well, anyhow, he, he came to oh, Philadelphia to play. So, uh, no safe spaces. I, I had a chance to watch through the whole thing. I took a lot of notes and lots of questions, lots of thoughts. Um, one of the reasons I think the film works obviously is you have such a diverse uh, list of participants, not just conservatives, but it's kind of like you're already bringing people in who you would think would argue with you, but they're saying they're, they're supporting the message.
4: That's right.
2: How did you go about the the path of you and Adam Carolla coming together to start things off to co-host the documentary?
4: Adam was, uh, Adam's and I were introduced to each other years ago to my great, uh, uh, honor really I, I i found out that he was a, a regular listener to my show for years and uh and then i had him on my show and i fell in love with him his wit his his decency and i and i am i really do i love the guy he's a very special human being and uh, uh he comes from an atheist background i come from a religious background he comes from a blue collar background i come from a white collar background was, everything is different he comes from the west coast i come from the east coast but we have everything in common because we share values. I mean, it's, it's, it just reinforces my belief values is everything. So uh, I, I originally was going to do this film. Then they said very early on, well, we can get Adam Carolla. And I said, fantastic. Uh, as I've always said in, about me in my life, I'd much rather be on an all-star team than be a star. Hmm. So uh, it, it's really being with him is to be on an all-star team. And uh, if, you, if you've seen the film, you know how you know how well it came out. It's really a terrific film, just yeah. terrific.
2: Yeah. Well, there's so many lines. I just I jotted down some highlights and just I thought I'd throw them out, and you can comment on them. One of the things I think you mentioned is they have to think we're evil, uh, not conservative. Otherwise, they have to have a discussion, right? Part of the conversation.
4: Well, that, that what they do is the the left the left does not argue. Uh, they, they even acknowledge it. We're not worth conservatives are not worthy of argument because they say, why would you argue with a racist? That's the way that is the way they think that is the way they act. So they avoid argument for good reason. They'll always lose because they don't argue uh, facts and they don't argue reason. They argue emotion. So uh, if you say that, uh, America is not racist. They will then say, "You deny that there is racism in America." I, I know this because whenever callers call, and I, I, this is what has happened, sure. and I said, "I don't understand. Why would you say I said that?" I, I, I'll say as a Jew, America is not anti-Semitic, but of course there's anti-Semitism in America. Right. There's everything. Right. I mean, you have you have people you know who, who, who hate Bulgarians in America. I mean, it's it's irrelevant. That's not the point. It is not a racist country. Or, or you, you, uh, you oppose um, Harvard having an all-black graduation. You say, wait a minute. The liberal idea is integration, not racial segregation. You're a racist. You, you say to uh, women, you know, you, you may actually find greater happiness uh, in, uh, in a good marriage and, and making a family than only, and I'm not even anti-career, I'm just saying that only in career, you're misogynist. In other words, these that you're not argued with, you're labeled.
2: It's Dennis Prager, had him on the program last week, playing it back for you tonight in advance of a very special Facebook event at 7 o'clock hosted by Eric Metaxas, along with No Safe Spaces co-host Adam Carolla. You can check in on that and be part of it simply by following No Safe Spaces. On Facebook, we'll play back the other part of our conversation with Dennis Prager. And from there, chat with Dr. Robert Jeffress from Pathway to Victory and uh, Evangelist Alveda King, Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priests for Life. All part of our Tim DeMoss show today, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Thanks for listening in today.
1: You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL. And at WFIL.com.
2: It's 417 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for listening in. Later on tonight, 7 o'clock, not allowed to laugh. Free speech and the death of comedy. It's a special hosted by Eric Pataxas with the stars of the documentary No Safe Spaces. Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager as part of that. And also special guest comedian Kareth Foster. It's an hour-long conversation about the state of comedy and free speech today and the challenges of making the movie no safe spaces and again if you're interested in picking that movie up nosafespaces.com enter the code save 25 and get 25 percent off you cannot get it at uh, amazon prime or netflix those folks won't carry it which is irony of all ironies since it's a documentary about free speech we have dr robert Jeffers from pathway to victory and Evangelist Alveda King, Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priests for Life, ready to roll this hour. But first, uh, continue our conversation with Dennis Prager. We had him on last Thursday. I want to play this back for you in conjunction with tonight's Facebook Live event so you can get more context. The No Safe Spaces documentary basically, again, talking about how America is exceptional. And at the same time, it's under attack in a lot of ways in terms of freedom of speech. And uh, the pressures to stay in line, stay in your lane, don't say anything that might be offending to someone else. And that's been around for a while, but even more so now. And what's interesting about the documentary is the fact that it's not just uh, like all one-sided. It's uh, it's folks that they interview around the country, Prager and Corolla, both sides of the political aisle and cultural aisle, and they agree on this. Uh, so it was the top documentary of 2019, So we continue our conversation here. This is where we had Dennis Prager on last Thursday. The documentary is serious, but it's also fun. There are elements of humor throughout. Um, For example, Alan Dershowitz, I remember one quote he said, if you want to feel good, get a massage.
4: (laughs) So it was... Well, the interview with Dershowitz is really important. Here's a guy, as he says to me, in his apartment in New York. He said, uh, "As as an American, as a liberal... As a Democrat, lifelong Democrat, as a Jew, I far more fear the left than the right. That's key. That's what every liberal should say.
2: Yeah, well, and he, he mentioned because when he was at Brooklyn College, the extreme right told him he couldn't express his views because liberals were trying to have a voice and conservatives are trying to suppress it and now it's flipped around. So that I think that makes it drives the point home even further.
4: Yes. I don't I don't really think that the right ever suppressed speech, maybe some crackpots on the extreme right. But today, the normative left suppresses. But it doesn't matter. That's what he says. And that's what counts. And he's a prominent liberal saying it. By the way, he's lost all his liberal friends because they 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 hate you if you defect. Uh, It's really medieval. You know, you've left the true faith. You are you are to be shunned.
2: I forgot who said it. Uh, people like their own freedom of speech, not others. Kind of sums it up in a lot of ways. I mean, that's... yeah,
4: that is, that does sum <laughs> it up. Uh, well, the the ultimate is uh, the the polls that show. Uh, this is what cracks me up. Uh, I mean, it, it, I could cry, but I prefer to laugh when when all these kids who have been brainwashed on campuses go, "Oh, uh, I believe in freedom of speech, just not for hate speech," and they don't understand. That that they that means that they don't believe in free speech because they determine what's hate speech.
2: Chat with Dennis Prager. He's uh, uh, actually on every weekday on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM nine ninety, The Answer one till three. Uh, your interview with some African American students at Clark University was very interesting. One of the students said, "If you take away hate speech, you just hide it." So he seemed to get it that as ugly as it might be in some cases, you you can't go that direction. Otherwise, it's still going to come out and it's still there. You haven't really dealt
4: with it. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned that of all the scenes in the movie, that's the one that people mention to me the most often, <laughs> and I, I would not have predicted it. Interesting. But, uh, I'm very. I don't patronize uh, minorities. Uh, to me, every human being is is equal. Therefore, I, I don't. Uh, I don't fear differing. Uh, with kids, in, you know, in whatever the minority group might be, whether it's Hispanic or black or gay, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, this is what I believe. I say it respectfully. And they're and they they not offended. I mean, it, that's the joke. None of them called me a racist, you know. Right. Uh, but it was very funny when one of them said, well, you know, your, your ancestors were slave owners. My ancestors were Jews in Poland. Right, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> they were they were they were they were running for their lives most of the
2: time. <laughs> well and Dennis, to your to your point, I think in that scene you said you prefer clarity to agreement or you've said that. And, and I thought that was a great scene where that happened. There was a little bit of tension, but in a good way. And you had to have the, the courage. You mentioned at the end of the movie, people have to be courageous. You had that courage in your mind, that vision to speak into it and not be afraid. To, oh, I might make them upset. I better stop or something.
4: Yes, that's right. And And by the way, that is my motto of my radio show. I prefer clarity to agreement. I tell couples that should be the motto of their marriage. Hmm. Before they have an argument, they should say, wait a minute. Before we argue, let's figure out where we really differ. It's a very, very helpful thing. I don't argue. I very rarely argue with callers. I take calls that disagree with me first, but I I, I tell them I'm not here to win an argument. I just want to clarify where we differ. It's unbelievably effective. Anyway, people will uh, look the film. I I can't speak highly enough about what the, the writers, producers and directors did. It's a monumental film. To, to freedom in America, so I really hope your listeners will uh, will see it.
2: Yeah, Dennis, it's great to talk to you. Uh, last quick question, because no dot is where it's going. Can you explain? And it's kind of ironic why Amazon Prime and Netflix aren't carrying it. There's something I Ed I can't remember exactly how. it...
4: How, yeah, yeah, they're not carrying it because uh, because it's it's not uh, it's not on the left. That's it. It's 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 clear. If you even though it's filled with liberals. One guy had the honesty to tell uh, one of the one of the producers, well, we believe in free speech, but we want we don't want to do anything that might promote Dennis Prager. Wow. So, you know, like like I w- and you know what I would I would love to ask if I could meet that guy. I wouldn't argue with him. I would just say, name me one thing I have ever said that you feel people should not hear because it's so toxic. And I am certain beyond belief the man would be speechless.
2: Well, it's like the hundred of your videos on YouTube being, you know, censored in some way.
4: Yes, that's right. Oh, you want to know the best? My uh, my Passover Seder, which I did online because people were locked up in their houses, yeah. which has a quarter of a million views. Uh, it's now uh, it's now on the restricted list. If you if you ban pornography, you can't see my Passover Seder.
2: <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you've lived it, you breathe it, and people can, you know, our, our chat time, you know, we have limited time. I know you're talking to a lot of folks, but they can catch you every day, you know, uh, on, on our sister station and get a healthier dose of things. Plus, you, right? So there's another place people can tap into. That's
4: right. Yeah. 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 Very good. Well, well, thank you for having me. And, and again... Uh, Your listeners will love uh, No Safe Spaces.
2: All right. That's Dennis Prager from our conversation last Thursday. Brief break. Dr. Robert Jefferson is going to join us. And again, uh, just a quick reminder tonight on Facebook, hosted by Eric Metaxas, uh, Adam Carolla, and Dennis Prager, who co-hosted No Safe Spaces in uh, Not Allowed to Laugh, Free Speech, and the Death of Comedy tonight at 7. And uh, comedian Kareth Foster, part of that too, an hour Long conversation about the state of comedy and free speech today and also about the challenges of making no safe spaces. Want to be part of the event? Even post some questions? Simply follow No Safe Spaces on Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Back with more in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim
1: DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL and
2: WFIL.com. It is 428 in the Tim DeMoss show with some sun and clouds, the balance of the afternoon, high 65, clear night, low 40, a lot of sun tomorrow, some clouds in the afternoon and a high of 70. 271 Bibles down, 1,929 to go in our partnership with Bible League. Help out by calling 800-YES-WORD, $5 a piece, whatever you can do, or click the Fan the Flame Bibles for Asia banner at WFIL.com. As we continue our show, it's Dr. Robert Jeffress from Pathway to Victory, which you can catch weekday mornings at 930. How you doing, sir?
3: Great to talk to you, Tim. Thanks, Thanks for
2: having me. Absolutely. Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory, which can be heard weekdays at 9.30 on WFIL in the morning, and also a pastor at First Baptist Church in Dallas. We've had the privilege of having you on a couple of times before, and with this new book, wanted to have you on again. Glad we can have you on. Uh, Courageous, Ten Strategies for Thriving in a Hostile World. Uh, how long has this been in the making, and <laughs> what what led you to put it together?
3: Well, i tell you what. It was uh, divine timing, I think, you know. Uh, these books. I first started thinking about it about a year ago, and uh, uh, wrote the book and had no idea that it would come out during the middle of this pandemic, but I think that's maybe God's timing, because there's never been a time that I think Christians need to be more courageous than right now. And uh, in this book, Courageous, I've, I've subtitled it, uh, Ten uh, Tactics for Thriving in a Hostile World. And Tim, what I did was I took the ten steps that survivalists say You need to utilize, if you're in a plane crash or an earthquake or an avalanche, these 10 strategies like don't panic, remember your training, do the next right thing, And I applied them to the spiritual life, because, you know, Christians are under unprecedented attacks right now from a culture that is hostile toward God, from their own internal struggles, from an adversary, the devil, who is out to destroy everything important to us. And I've used these 10 survival tactics to show how Christians can do more than survive but thrive in this hostile world.
2: Yeah, and each chapter opens with a true story illustrating each of the different 10 survival tips. And the first one you mentioned, don't panic, which I thought was interesting because you mentioned how you, I think, traveled tons of miles over the years, but you've never had to jump out of a plane or whatever. You know, those things they teach you up front, in case of this, do this. But you did talk about a pretty amazing story of someone who did and how him not panicking, right, in 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 a crash of sorts led to life, right?
3: That's right. You know, what's interesting, Tim, is in uh, threatening situations, uh, the experts tell us You know, 80% of people freeze. They panic. They don't know what to do, whether it's an airplane crash or whatever else the problem is. And uh, as Christians, we don't need to panic no matter what we get hit with. And the reason, and I use Joshua as the example, you know, when Joshua got the news that he was going to have to fill Moses' sandals and be his successor, he was overwhelmed with fear. But uh, then God said to him, do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed for I am with you wherever you go. And right now, I mean, I think it's very easy to be panicked about this coronavirus. It's not imaginary. It's a very real threat. Uh, but nevertheless, we don't have to para- be uh, paralyzed by panic. I think of Second Timothy 1-7, Paul said to Timothy uh, that uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. And so I think that number one principle, don't panic, uh, probably is more applicable today than ever.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned in that uh, first chapter, don't panic, also to be disciplined in your thinking and disciplined in your conduct and both of those things, how it matters. I think one of your church members mentioned watching the news before bed and stressing them out, and like, I'm going to switch over and listen to sermons. Not that your head's in the sand, but you have to be careful about what you're taking in because it is a steady diet right now of, of kind of an open-ended, like, when is this going to end? Will it end? Will our lives be different? There's a room for lots of fear if you aren't careful about
3: Well, it is, and and look, I mean— Uh, you know I'm in a sense a part of news media and I understand how it works and so forth but let's be honest I mean whether it's the writer of a a, a website or a a network uh, a television network people got to keep the eyeballs watching and the only way to do that is to come up with things that make us uh, want to watch it and to maybe uh, talk about how uh, uh, threatening the situation is right now so we need to really balance what we take in from the news with the eternal truth of God's Word.
2: Dr. Robert Jeffress is our guest, again, Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory, heard weekdays at 9.30 a.m. on WFIL, pastor at First Baptist Church in Dallas, and the new book, Courageous, Ten Strategies for Thriving in a Hostile World, Survival Tip Four, Developing a Victor, Not a Victim Mindset. I love the title of that. And uh, can you just briefly share the the story of Ernest Shackleton? It's, It's quite a story.
3: Well, it's such a long story. I'm going to let people read the story themselves. But what I would just say about that is this isn't positive thinking mumbo-jumbo. You know, the Bible says, as a person thinks in his heart, so is he. And, you know, again, survivalists tell us, I mean, if you get involved in a threatening situation, if you get in in an avalanche and think, I'm not going to be able to climb out of this thing, guess what? You probably won't. I mean, how we think determines a lot of what happens to us. And uh, we've got some great words and in the book of Romans. Paul said, we are more than conquerors. If God is for us, who can be against us? And you know, the great illustration in Scripture of that victor's mindset is uh, the story of Joseph. I mean, think of all the terrible things that happened to him, sold into slavery by his brothers, uh, accused of rape by his boss's wife, forgotten by his friends in prison. I mean, Joseph could have spent the rest of his life in therapy if he had wanted to. But you remember when he saw his brothers after being separated, the brothers who had sold him into slavery, he said, and as for you, you meant it for evil, but God used it for good. The key to having a victor's mindset is to believe in a God who is bigger than your circumstances, bigger than your enemies, and has the ability to cause all things to work together for those who love God.
2: Yeah, amen. And, and Shackleton's story, in a nutshell, I remember near the end of it, all being an explorer and having all kinds of uh, challenges and things that went wrong, but um, near the end of that example you give, it says, difficulties are just things to overcome. Was one of his quotes, separating it from the fact, like don't don't let difficulties throw you, or you know when it says in Proverbs, I guess um, if you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? And you mentioned too, Prover- uh, John sixteen thirty three, you know Jesus saying you're going to have trouble, so don't let that throw you.
3: Yeah, I mean John sixteen thirty three is really a key verse in this book in this world, Jesus said, you will have tribulation. That word tribulation means pressure. I mean, Jesus never promised his followers that they would be exempt from problems in the world. In fact, being a follower of Jesus guarantees problems in this world. I mean, this coronavirus is really no surprise. We live in a fallen world. It rains on the just and the unjust. Jesus said, don't be surprised. But he said, take courage for I have overcome the world. We don't have to be defeated by this world because we know as followers of Jesus Christ, there is a better world that is coming.
2: Dr. Robert Jeffers from the program Pathway to Victory, our guest weekday mornings at 930, also weeknights at 8. You can catch that. Quick break, come back and keep our conversation going, including about the book Courageous, 10 Strategies for Thriving in a Hostile World. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL.com, and the WFIL app as well. Thanks for tuning in today.
1: Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues.
2: It's 438 in the Tim DeMoss Show. Keeping our chat with Dr. Robert Jeffers going. Program's Pathway to Victory, weekday mornings 930, also weeknights at 8. And Chatham has brand new book, Courageous, 10 Strategies to Thrive in a Hostile World. Each of the chapters uh, has like a survival name survival tip number nine says help others and I, again i love the, the the short titles but they get right to the point and you mentioned uh some schindler's list and also from nine uh, eleven too and um just that 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 story there's a story of two guys that caught your attention because i think it was there was everyday people right it was not about people who were trained like the firefighters to deal with an emergency and maybe part of the point being that we can help each other you don't have to be officially trained uh, you know I mean, God's going to train us, right? But
3: Well, that's right. And look, uh, ju- just put it down on the lower shelf for everybody right now. When we're in this pandemic, I mean, the, all, our our goal is not just to get out of it ourselves, but to help others. Yeah. And it's true in spiritual attacks as well. We're not just trying to thrive in this world. We need to help others thrive as well. And I would just say, you know, the one group that we need to make sure that we're helping, it starts with our own family, with our own children and grandchildren. And I want, Tim, your listeners to think about this. This pandemic is going to be over at some point, but our children and grandchildren are going to remember forever this period of time, and they're going to remember how we reacted to it. Did we react with panic, or did we react with faith in God? The most important lessons we are teaching our children, the lessons that endure a lifetime, are the lessons of faith that we pass on to them. So I would just encourage parents to really think about what you're modeling to your children and your grandchildren during this unusual time in American history.
2: That's a great word. For those just tuning in, it's Dr. Robert Jefferson on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. You can catch him weekday mornings at 9.30 on the program, Path. Way to victory. Uh, the last survival tip actually, I think, really speaks to that uh, do the next right thing with James Stockdale and his story, um, which is an amazing story. And again, folks can read the book to find out more about it. But in his situation, in, I think uh, near the end of the, that chapter, it says, You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, that perspective, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they might be. And that, that, at the end of his little story there. I mean, it was a great way to well, you kind of back up what you just said.
5: Yeah,
3: and, and when I talk about doing the next right thing, I mean, again, to bring it to the situation we're in right now, we don't know when this uh, pandemic is going to end. We don't know how it ultimately is going to affect our livelihoods or even our life. We can't see the entire future. God doesn't allow us to see everything, but he always gives us enough illumination, enough light to know what we need to be doing now. And what we need to do next. And that's the most important thing. I would just say to people right now, you may not know what your future is, but ask yourself, what is one thing I can start doing right now that I know would please God. And what's one thing I could stop doing right now that I know that is displeasing to God? Do what you know to be the next right thing. There's an old saying, light obeyed brings more light. Light rejected brings night. The key to getting further revelation is to be obedient to the revelation you already have.
2: That's great. That's great. The title of the book, again, Courageous 10 Strategies for Thriving in a Hostile World. Several of those big key words there. I'm thinking I look at courageous. The word strategy jumps off the page and the word thriving as well. Strategies because intentionality and a plan matter. Things don't just happen. Practical tips how to actually be courageous Proverbs eleven fourteen: For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but many advisors make victory sure. It's not just going to happen, but you do have to engage. So.
3: Well, that uh, yeah, but that's exactly right. And uh, you know, uh, my friend Oliver North read the manuscript of this book, and he said. You know, for decades, I have been teaching these very ten survival tips to Marines. It never dawned on me until I read this book how applicable it is to the Christian life. Mm -hmm. You know, Tim, I think it was uh, uh, C.S. Lewis who said or described this world as enemy-occupied territory. And we really are in enemy-occupied territory. We need God's strategies for not just surviving, not just eking out an existence, but thriving with joy as God wants.
2: Yeah, John ten ten jumps to mind, obviously. Yes. You're right with that. I'll come come. Right, and, yeah, right? the
3: the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly.
2: Yeah, I love that word thriving. That's great. Doctor Robert Jeffers, kind enough to take time out of his busy schedule to chat. Just one last thing for you. The National Day of Prayer, you know, happened recently on the seventh of May. And it was also a day you began the four oh one challenge. Maybe you could just share about that if you would.
3: Yeah, we, uh, it started on uh, last Thursday, the National Day of Prayer, encouraging Christians everywhere to pray once a day. Uh, for 40 days at 4.01 p.m. every afternoon for a miraculous end to this pandemic. My daughter Julia said, you know, Dad, how much time are we actually spending praying about this? And it really hit me between the eyes. And so we're asking people to take the 4.01 challenge, and uh, people say, well, why did you choose 4.01 p.m. as the time to pray? Well, because of the promise in Psalm 41 that we can come to God and ask for relief in our times of distress. Mm. So I encourage Christians to join us in doing
2: that. Well, it'll be easy for me to do it because this show starts at 4, and we actually have news from 4 to 4.02, and then the show starts, so I will there make it <laughs> make it a point to pray right, right, heading into the show. That'll be great. And uh, as a thank you, by the way, for folks joining in prayer with that 401 Challenge, I understand you're offering a, a free chapter of another book that's coming up in June, Praying for America. Um, if you have a second right. just to share about that before, you, before right, I hang up
3: right uh, people can go to ptv.org slash 401 and sign up for the 401 challenge and get a free download of my book Praying for America it comes out June uh, 2nd and uh, Tim this book includes 40 inspirational stories from American history about how prayer made a difference and then specific prayers we can pray for every facet of American life for our leaders for first responders for our teachers. It's a way to pray for 40 days for
2: America. Amen. Free chapter on on the site there. And uh, last thing, speaking of prayer, how can people pray for you? Anything in particular these days?
3: Well, just pray for
2: protection uh, uh,
3: from uh, this virus and wisdom uh, we're trying to figure up here at First Baptist Dallas when the opportune time to come back for worship is. But, you know, uh, until that time in the last four weeks, we've seen 14,000 people make professions of faith in Christ wow. uh, through our broadcast. And so there's never been a better time right now to share the gospel, whether it's through a broadcast or just individually with people who are consumed with fear
2: amen amen well thank you so much for taking time it's great to hear your voice again and keep up the great work as under the lord thanks tim for having me all right dr robert jefferson pathway to victory 9 30 a.m also 8 p.m on wfl new books called courageous 10 strategies to thrive in a hostile world we are packed tighter than a can of sardines today just enough time to bring in our final guest for the day uh, evangelist alveda king director of civil rights for the unborn for priests for life like we have over here how you doing today
5: wonderful and hello to you and all your listeners
2: thank you so much we we got a chance to talk to you last fall you were in town for the 10th annual fundraising banquet to benefit hope pregnancy Center and uh, yeah. yeah yeah how did that go by the way I don't think we get a chance to get a, a post or uh, whatever on that
5: it seemed as though they were very pleased and it was an informative setting and the people learned some things so I think it went well
2: that's great well now that we have you on um let's chat a little bit as far as uh, getting an update on your work as director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for
5: Priest for Life. Remarkably, with Civil Rights for the Unborn at Priest for Life, Father Frank launched a new TV network, TV. I think it was last year, probably. Okay. Working with a wonderful team over at Priest for Life. He and Janet Morana and Al Vita, an associate, and the other associates. And we've got a super production team. So I have a new show on TV, and that show is, uh, it airs on Wednesdays at okay. see, 3.30 and 8 p.m. Okay. Three. So that's going very well for us. So it's a variety show. Okay. So we talk about pro-life music and that kind of thing, but we also talk about current topics. Can I say this? Yeah. Recently, during COVID-19 at TV, at Priest for Life, at my own ministry, AlvedaKing.com. I have a new website, Pro-Life Praise Genre, for example. So we had to go digital, and that's what everybody's doing all around the world, certainly around the country. Everybody's digital right now. Many of us are working from home and doing digital projects. Now, the hands-on folks, the first responders, the restaurants, And all of that, we are praying for those who are immediately out there among the people. Several states, I live in Georgia. Georgia has done a slow reopening already under Governor Kemp. So we are asking people, as America reopens, and it should, because the businesses are suffering, some of the churches, different places. When you go back, continue to social distance as you can. Continue to wash your hands and sanitize we have a new way. Nothing is going back to the way it was. We have a new way. But in this new season, this is where we must be encouraged. We, were, we have to use our faith instead of fear. We have to pray rather than panic. Mm-hmm. And so as we're doing those types of things, we are seeing that God is bringing us through this COVID-19. Evangelist Billy Graham said we need the gospel pills. <laughs> During his lifetime, he's talking, he's speaking of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, you just need a gospel and uh, Christ over COVID, so to speak. And I think that's important.
2: Evangelist Elvita King, our guest director of civil rights for the unborn, for Priests for Life, also daughter of A.D. King and niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We'll keep our conversation going in just a second. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. AM560WFL.com and on the app.
1: Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560WFIL? Email D at wfil.com.
2: It's 4.51. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for listening in. Chat with evangelist Alveda King, director of civil rights for the unborn for Priests for Life, also daughter of A.D. King and niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It occurred to me Some of the things you probably experienced growing up, um, it's what we're going through now is almost um, like what you went through has been harder because it's not like racism and things like that would would go away after a few weeks or months or at the end of 2020. It'll all be better or close to better. Right. So what have you learned about uh, and transferred from perhaps growing up and how to get your mind around the, the current situation and how to approach it biblically and how to encourage people to do the same?
5: i really want to say to people i have my favorite conspiracy theories i really do and people have conspiracy theories however we have to really pay attention to what's available to us every day to be as knowledgeable as we can but not be fearful and tearful not be doom and gloom that's very important and live this day out i learned that my mother Naomi King would say, when our home was being bombed, my daddy's church was being bombed, my daddy's Reverend Alfred Daniel Williams, King, he was killed in the Civil Rights Movement the year after his brother, Prophet Martin the King Jr. And so in Birmingham, our home, A.D. and Naomi's parsonage was bombed, and daddy's church in Louisville, his office was bombed, those kinds of things. Yeah. So my mother would say, hey, you have to heal on your feet. My Mm -hmm. granddaddy, Martin Luther King Sr., my daddy, A.D. King, my uncle, Martin Luther King Jr., you have to forgive, you have to love. And then I'm like, well, how do I forgive? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you because you can't do it by yourself. So my mother says we heal on our feet. I've learned to love, to forgive, ask God to help me forgive and to move forward. That's what you have to do today with COVID. We're going to hear all the conspiracy theories. And I'm saying, but don't dwell on those types of things. Don't be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. And what? anytime somebody does something mean or evil to me, I try to at least do two, two good deeds for somebody else. <laughs>
2: That's great. Just
5: automatically. I said, let me go. Jesus did that, actually, if you think about it. When Lazarus died, Jesus, on the way over to resurrection was healing people. So when he heard bad things, Jesus would go out and heal people. That's what he would do. So, and then ultimately, of course, we know the cross and the sacrifice and the resurrection and how victorious that is if you're Christian. But I tell people, if you're not Christian, say, say if you're Jewish and uh, you don't embrace, you're not a Christian Jew uh, or Muslim or whatever the ver- various religions are, we can love. John three sixteen, God is God so loved the world, love all of us. We can begin to learn to love each other to forgive each other. People don't know how deeply rooted the words of Martin Luther King Jr. always are in the Bible. When he says, we must learn to live together as brothers and sisters or perish together as schools. Mm-hmm. That's back to the words of Jesus. Love you one another. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God. Forgive so that Heavenly Father can forgive you. And Billy Graham, I mentioned him I'm a Christian evangelist, uh, raised by three preachers, Daddy King, My Daddy AD, and Martin Luther King. So it's just gonna, you're gonna run into truth everywhere you go. So when you put your glasses on, what do you see? You need to see good or bad. If you see the bad, you adjust your glasses and overcome it. Go do good deeds. Racism. This is an important point. I was telling somebody today, a racist is a person, no matter what their skin color is, if he or she believes that there are separate races of humans, and one race of humans is different from another race. That's socially engineered. That's not in the Bible. God created every nation, every tongue, every tribe. You'll see a few more modern translations that that will say God created every race. But go all the way back to the ancient Bible. And race is of one blood, At 1726-228, God created all people to live together on the face of the earth. So if you have some President Trump says we all believe the same, I say, well, he's not a racist. He doesn't see us as separate races. He sees us as a human race. Immediately I knew he wasn't a racist. Just on that scientist, science says that's true. Hmm. Philosophy says that's true. And religion says that's true. So when somebody comes up to me honestly, Tim, and they say, my race. Need to get along with your race. And I do the sign, the, the Hebrew uh, sign that uh, Spock used in Star Trek. Yes. I say, are you an Endorian? Are you a Klingon? i mean, what are you? I, yeah, let me try. But I'm human. Yeah,
2: yeah that's so, a great point. And,
5: oh, wait a minute, one more point. I'm sorry, real fast, colorblind people. I'm colorblind. I said, Jesus gives sight to the blind Colossians, say, with your eye, eyes wide open. Hmm. You know, so we could see, we celebrate ethnicity, we just don't divide over it. So don't be colorblind, put your glasses on.
2: Well, and may we uh, point out this also for folks just tuning in, Evangelist Alveda King's our guest, Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn, for Priests for Life. Last time we talked, I think you had a book that had just come out. Was it
5: King Rules, if I remember correctly? King Rules, but that's out. King Truth is out. The spirit of a dream is out now. Okay. Who we are in Christ Jesus. But a lot of, many of my books and my music, Tender Moments Along with God and Other Music, com. Okay. If you want to find my civil rights and pro life work, org.
2: Okay. Those are good places. Plus the new show, uh, was it abortion.tv? Is that the site?
5: Endabortion.tv abo- end okay. on Wednesdays at 3.30 and 8 p.m. And that, You can find me on my show, endabortion.tv. It's on YouTube. It's at the Priest for Life okay. website, probably on my website. Yes. And that
2: just started or it was about to start? I'm sorry. I didn't know the timeline for that.
5: Well, no, the show, the endabortion.tv has been out for a while. All right. Well, folks can check it out tonight
2: and each Wednesday evening. It's great to make your uh, you know acquaintance again and have a chance to talk a little further. And I, I, mo- I mentioned the King Rules book. I remember reading it and thinking there's a lot packed in here. And so I encourage folks to consider yes. picking that yes. up and the others too, right, so they can drill deeper with the things that you're sharing about.
5: Absolutely. And thank you for this opportunity. Thank you to your listeners and your viewers. Do you do the podcast In those kinds We
2: of do podcasting, yes, we do, at the end okay. of the program. So, yeah.
5: All right. So, tell them to find you and tell them how they can find you as well. So, <laughs> thank Sounds you great. so much for this opportunity.
2: You too. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. God
5: bless
2: you. Bye-bye. Bye. Evangelist Elvita King, Tim DeMoss Show, had Dr. Robert Jefferson on today, too, from Pathway to Victory. Grab that podcast on our homepage at WFIL.com. Tell a friend about the show, too, if you would. Jim Maximax max 413 Ministries, lead to prayer next.
1: Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com